Hi everyone, welcome to the Film Reroll. This is a podcast where we play through movies as RPGs and see where they go, which is inevitably not where they go in the actual movie. Now, we're going to do something a little bit different this week. Normally, we're more of a comedy podcast than anything. Not that today's going to be super serious, but we wanted to do something in tribute to the passing of David Bowie. I'm not going to get into it, but... You're going to get into it. (laughs) But David Bowie means a lot to me, personally. Um, Look, we're going to do a run-through of Labyrinth. It's one of my favorite movies, and Jareth is, I think, as much a persona of his as Ziggy Stardust or the Thin White Duke. Anyway, this may have a slightly different tone than previous episodes. I hope you like it. We're also doing this as a single-player adventure, which is a change. The riffing and the jokey jokes will be back next episode, I promise. So, in the role of Sarah, Jocelyn Vammer. Hello! And I'm Paolo Quiros. As always, I will be playing all the other characters and running the world. All right. It's a god-awful small affair on a rainy summer evening. Sarah just stormed out of a heated argument with her stepmom. Her parents made her babysit again without even consulting her. And they took her favorite bear, and it's all so unfair. And now the kid is just crying his little head off. Don't you wish the goblins would just come and take your baby brother away? Yes. Those aren't the words. Oh. Not that you know anything about the words. <sighs> You're just frustrated. It's yes. been a long day, kid. And this little brother isn't even mine. I'd like to clarify, he's my half-brother. He's not even my full brother. He's my half-brother. Half-brothers across the country cringe at that comment. <laughs> I just don't understand why I need to put up with this little brat. I take my bear back, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He's going to go back on the little shelf I have in his room. Okay. What's he doing right now? Little kid is crying his little heart out. He's still crying? You know, I just wish the goblins would take him away. Right now. He stops crying. It worked. Maybe. He stopped crying kind of suddenly, though. Something odd about that. Okay, I guess I go to my parents' room and check it out. Hmm. It's dark, and you approach the crib, and you hear, like, a rattling, wheezing laugh or something. Oh, I don't like that. He doesn't make those kinds of sounds. Not usually. Is there anything else in the room? Not that you can see, but you feel a little tingle on the back of your neck. Okay, I'm going to turn on the light. All right. Anything else? Ruining the spooky lighting that Jim Henson uses in this scene. I didn't ruin it. In in the movie, the light doesn't work. Oh. (laughs) The light doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. That's creepy that the light doesn't work. Uh, I guess I have to approach the crib. Is he making any sounds? There's like a... (laughs) That's really strange. I I go up to the crib and, uh, do I see him in it? There's no one in it. Okay, I... Just then, flutter of wings at the window. You see that at the window there's a white owl. Oh. We don't get white owls around here that often. Well, yeah, I don't know. Where do you think of it? I don't think I've ever seen an owl around here. Except in the pre credit sequence. Well, I didn't see that. <laughs> By the way, the vast majority of this movie holds up wonderfully now nearly 20 years, nearly 30 years later, but not the Except- CGI owl in the pre credit sequence. Right. But anyway, so you see a real owl, not a CGI owl. So I see owl. a real owl. I don't even know what a CGI owl is at this point in time, so... But probably not. And he's... You said he's, like, fluttering outside the window? Yeah. That's kind of weird. Is he hurt? Like, is there... Do I see any... Suddenly, the windows... Is it a... It's like a porch balcony opening? Yeah, it's like yeah, a little the, Juliet-style balcony. Suddenly, the, the doors to the porch swing open. Wind rushes into the room. Oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> a man steps in, tall 
and beautiful and terrifying with hair that could only work in the 80s. <laughs> There's a feeling you have that you know this man from somewhere. Is he like a teacher at school? No. Was he one of my drama coaches? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. He was one oh, of the drama Oh, okay. <laughs> it's fine. He was, it's just your drama coach is on Mr. the porch. It's Mr. Peterson, the drama coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, it's David Bowie. Oh, holy shit. But you, you, know, you know who this is. I know who this is? This is the Goblin King. Oh. Who has come... Who took my brother. ...and taken your brother... Oh my god, they heard what I said. wish that you didn't think was a real thing. Yeah, but I didn't really make that wish. You were just talking to yourself. I was. But um, it's too late now. Mr. Goblin King, sir. Does he have a name? Do I know his name or I just know him as the Goblin King? His name is Jareth. Oh, okay. Um, Sir Jareth? He's not a knight. Uh, Mr. Jer Jareth? Jareth, can I just call him? I don't know how to properly address a king of the goblins. The goblin king. And I really don't want to piss him off. He's the goblin king. Okay, uh, did Mr. Goblin King, sir, what did you do with my brother? He's in my castle now, Sarah. Could I have him back, please? What's said is said. Yeah, but I didn't mean that. I was talking to myself. That's something that we do in this world. Oh, you didn't mean it, did you? I would really appreciate having him back. Forget about the baby, Sarah. No, I can't do that. See, I'll get in big trouble when my parents come home and I'm already like on thin ice with them as it I is. I have a gift for you, Sarah. Oh. It's a crystal. And in it you can see everything your heart desires. So I can just see what my heart desires. I can't actually have it or really do anything with it. It just like shows me what my desires are. <laughs> I, sorry, this is a hole in the plot. And he doesn't even say that it does anything. He just says, oh, here, it will show it's you not, your desires. It's not, a, it's not a, a hole in the plot. It's a shitty gift. <laughs> it's a really shitty gift. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry, Jared. I, I, I appreciate it, but I, I'd really rather have my brother back. Sarah, you're just a little girl with gray eyes. Don't defy me. I'm not defying you. I'm, you gave me a choice, and I have my brother, please. All right, I, it may have seemed like a choice. <laughs> but really, I'm giving you this present, and leave it's, the baby it's alone. It's really not the greatest present in the world, and he's my baby brother, and he's probably scared, so if you wouldn't mind, I'd, I'll just take him back now. You want him. He's there. He points back out the window, and there you see a great Acropolis beneath a tawny sky and sprawling out from its base, an endless stone labyrinth. This is a place unlike any you know. The ground is dry and hard, and the air is still, and the stars look very different today. What did you do with my backyard? <laughs> um, it's a portal, Sarah. Try and keep up. Oh, I'm sorry. Here are we. One magical moment. Such is the stuff from where dreams are woven. That's lovely. And where is my brother? You know very well where he is. You have 13 hours, Sarah, before he becomes a goblin forever. And with that, the Goblin King vanishes. Crap. Okay, um, I guess I have to go through this labyrinth now. Is there like other large owls that I could ask for a ride or? Roll perception. Okay. Where is my perception? There it is. Uh, oh, 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 I made it by two. There are no owls. Damn it. Okay, I guess I have to go through. Is there like an entry point 
somewhere along the wall, obviously. No, the outside wall is um, pretty much circular and from where you're standing seems solid. Okay. Um, well, I guess I'm going to change where I'm standing and I will walk forward <laughs> along the wall. As soon as you walk down to the wall, you run out into like a little gnome-ish creature. Um, you don't know what he is. He's some kind of a fantasy creature and he's peeing in what appears to be a fountain or a puddle of some kind. That's gross. Oh, uh, hi, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Oh, it's you. Okay, how do you know who I am? Uh, oh, uh, I don't know who you are, Sarah. When you know someone's name, generally that means you know who they are in my world. Uh, who are you? Well, uh, I'm Huggle. Hog Hogwarts? I'm Huggle. Huddle. Huggle. Hubble. Huggle. Hub Can you spell it for me? Uh... I don't know how to read. Okay, never mind. Um, hope, hopeful. Can you please show me if there's an entrance into this labyrinth? I have to get through it to get my little brother because the Goblin King Jareth took it and I gotta go get him back. I can show you. How do I get in? Well, you go there. And he points you to a door. That wasn't there before, was it? Did I just miss a door? You might have missed it. Or maybe it was invisible. You don't know. Well, hogwash. Thank you. Huggle. And I guess I just go through it. So you push it and it gives way easily and you're inside the labyrinth. She opened strange doors that we'd never close again. Now there's a corridor that just runs left to right, far on each side as you can see. Straight line. Shit. Left or right? That's the question. Um. Now I should say here, so last night, I went through and carefully documented every turn that Jennifer Connelly makes. And Jocelyn has seen this movie, but I'm fairly sure she doesn't have an encyclopedic knowledge of it. So she is shaking her head no. If Jocelyn makes the same turns that Jennifer Connelly does, we will be doing the things that happen in the movie. But as soon as she makes a different turn, we will be in a part of the labyrinth that you did not see in the film. Lost forever. Hopefully you can find your way out of those. Oh, but you won't have the benefit of knowing the answers to the riddles. Also, which none of you know, but yesterday I had some serious trouble with the truth and the lying doors. So we'll see just how far I get. Logic is not my strong point. Yeah, we watched the movie and Jocelyn took an actual 25 minutes to understand the doors puzzle. And she's now the one in charge uh, look, of solving these riddles. I was on the variable of whether or not the lie mattered, not All whether right. you pass it Left through. or right. Nobody cares about the variables. Oh, okay, fine. Um, I don't know. Um, Hatship said, do I go left or right? Well, I wouldn't go in at all. Well, that doesn't help. And the name's Huggle. Is there anything I can, like, see on him or... Um, Roll perception. Like, I just kind of want to have... Oh, yeah, made it squarely. Well, you notice for one thing that he has a little chain on his side covered in shiny objects of different kinds. Mm. Uh, trinkets that he's clearly found over the years. Mm -hmm. and, and the way his hand kind of hovers over it protectively, you can tell that he's really fond of shiny things. Mm -hmm. Anything else? He's ugly. Yeah, anything else? Nothing particularly interesting. Okay. Hoopla. Huggle. I have this shiny bracelet here, and I jingle it in front of his face. If you help me get to the Goblin King, to my baby brother, I will give you this bracelet. Oh, well, I don't, 
I don't care about no bracelet. What's what's that made of? Uh, plastic. And if you don't <gasps> care, and I slip it back on my plastic. wrist, I'll just head into the labyrinth and go left. Well, um... Uh, and I start to walk. If you give me the, the plastic, I, I, I might be able to, to provide some hints. I have to give you the plastic first? As a token of good faith. What if I give you half of it now and half when we get to the kingdom? I can't follow you know as far as the kingdom. The castle, I assume you mean. Oh, the castle, I mean. <laughs> Why can't you follow me to the castle? Well, it's, uh, well, I'm a coward. Fair enough. I wish more people would be that blunt. Okay, I will give you, and I untie the string, I will give you half now, and then you have to take me as far as you can, and at the end of that, I will give you the other half. All right, fair is fair. Fair. And I give him half of the beads. Okay. Okay, great. Which way do we go? Well, I don't know. Seriously? All right, then we're going to go left. Okay, Jocelyn goes left. In the movie, Jennifer Connelly went... Right. Shit. So we are already off the rails. <laughs> okay, I go left. Hoggle follows behind you as, as best as his little legs can carry you. You're walking down what seems like an infinite hallway. Mm-hmm. It stretches out in front of you, seemingly without end. On each side are tall stone walls, and in front of you is dirt and straight, narrow pathway. Okay, so we're walking along and I don't see anything. Can I ask Hoggle to see if he knows anything? Hoggle has been nervous about this the whole time. He's kind of looking left and right. He clearly really doesn't want to be following you, but he's got his eyes fixed on your little... Okay, Hoopla, why are you nervous? Uh, well, uh, this isn't uh, exactly safe. The wolves have eyes here, you know. Like literal eyes? What other kinds of eyes are there? Good point. Maybe the walls know. Can I talk to a wall? Will they talk back to me? Roll perception. Perception, okay. Got it, by one. Okay. <laughs> but I got it. So you look at the wall on, on your right. Huh, they do have eyes. Like literal little eyes and they're, they're closed right now. That's kind of cute. One of them is kind of looking at you for a second. It sees you looking and it closes and you know, it's trying to pretend that it wasn't watching. Excuse me, Mr. or, or Miss, uh, excuse me, wall. Uh, Hoggle looks at you strangely and says, what are you doing? Wolves have eyes. You don't see any ears on them, do you? Oh. Okay, so I make a motion of like crazy hair and like a little crystal bobble thing and a cape and I hold my arms up in like a which way question. (laughs) Do the eyes look any direction? The eyes are looking confused. So they're cross-eyed. Yeah, they're a little cross-eyed right now. Hoggle says to you, don't be messing with the walls now. You don't know uh, what they'll do. Okay, handyman, what do you mean what they'll do? I don't know nothing. Yes, you do. I'll give you one more bead if you give me a clue. You have six beads left. You want to spend one now for a clue? No. I say, never mind, I'll figure it out myself. Okay. If I look up in between the eyes, is there anything? You look up, the, the eyes follow your gaze up, but it's a, it's a tall wall. If I look down, do the eyes look down too? Yeah, they follow your gaze. Is there another set of eyes nearby? There isn't a set of eyes. You're just noticing that a lot of the blocks have eyes on them. Oh, the blocks have eyes on them. And they're all watching me now. So I look at the eyes and I make the motion to close them. Did they close their eyes, the the stones nearest me? Yeah. Okay, then I gently put my hand on that stone, like cupping it around the eye so I don't press on the eye at all. And I push on that stone. No, you can't push the stone. The stone is solid. I guess in the off chance it works, I, like, try to walk through it. (laughs) No, you walk into the wall. Okay. Can I turn it? Turn the eye? Yeah. Like, you try and grab the eye and you turn it? 
Yeah. Yeah, the eye really doesn't like that and the block kind of shifts back out of your grip. Perfect. So I grab another eye and I turn it. That eye is also like, this kind of shivers back and tries to get out of your grip. Great. Is a space being created at all? Yeah, the block shifted back. There's a little space between them now. Okay, I need to keep grabbing eyes then. So I yeah. keep grabbing and turning. So as you try and grab at eyes, the blocks that, you know, they don't like their eyes touch, they kind of like shift back a little bit. Okay, so I keep doing that in enough space so I can get through this wall. Okay, yeah, you're starting to create and an opening in the wall, and, I, and uh, Hoggle looks annoyed that you've figured a way through this out. And I turn to him, and I say, Hindenburg, you better hurry up, because I don't know if this will close quickly behind me. Oh, um, well, you mustn't go through there. That's a, a, not a safe way. Uh. Shush, Hopper, I'm going. So you step through, and Hoggle uh, nervously decides to follow. Okay, cool. Yeah, so now you're in a courtyard. There are passages to your left and right leading to more labyrinth. But ahead of you is an enormous wooden door, elaborately carved over and surrounded by a great tusk as an archway. Okay. And in front of the door are five pedestals. The first pedestal has a sphere of clouded glass. Inside you can hazily make out a shape. The second pedestal has a cloth bag. The third, a metal cylinder. The fourth, a cardboard box. And the fifth, a cup covered with a lid. Okay, so I have five pedestals. You said the first one is glass with a haze. As you get closer, you see that whatever is inside the glass ball is kind of moves, and then you hear it speak. We are little hairy creatures. And then another one speaks. All of different voice and features. One of us in glass is held. One of us you'll find in felt. The third is locked away in tin. The fourth is any box within. The fifth you'll find inside a cup. If you'd pass, then hurry up. Tell us our collective name. Else return from whence you came. Their collective name? So one of us in glass is held. One of us you'll find in felt. The third is locked away in tin. The fourth is any box within. The fifth you'll find within a cup. So I have to tell each what it is inside? Their collective name. What are they? It's a riddle. I mean, I, yeah, I get it. I, my first guess would be that they're fairies, but I don't think that's right. No. I don't understand. Um, can I reach out and touch them? Sure. So I reach toward the felt bag. Okay. And I like kind of grab it gently to try to feel what could be inside. Okay. You feel there's something in there, but you don't get a sense of its shape. It's like, hey, it laughs as you reach for the bag. Okay, then I grab for the glass and I like move the glass around and see if okay. I can see anything. You see a shape in there, like a figure of something, but the glass is cloudy. It doesn't help you and it's giggling, of course. <laughs> I pick up the metal one and I shake it really hard too. Okay. <laughs> is there a pinging sound? Thing giggles in there. No, you don't hear a sound other than that there's some kind of thing in there laughing at you. Hoggle, what do you know about fairies? These ain't fairies, miss. Fairies don't talk. Oh, they don't talk. Okay. Have you heard anything that giggles like this before? He doesn't say anything. Hoggle? Yeah? Have you heard anything that giggles like this before? For if you uh, were to give me perhaps one more bead, I, I might be able to recollect uh, what I last heard when I came through here. You help me solve this and I'll give you the bead. Give me the bead and I'll tell you what I know. But what if it doesn't help me? Then you have a bead and I didn't get anything from help. But then I'll have a bead. <laughs> All right, I'll figure this out. What happens if I try to untie the cloth bag? 
Uh, there's no way of untying it. Oh. And I can't lift the lid on the wood cup? Nope. Otherwise, it'd be a real easy riddle. What's on the other side of these? There's a door. The door is closed. What happens when I try to walk through them? You can, you can walk past them. They're just on pedestals. But mm -hmm. the door doesn't open. Fine. I guess I give Hoggle a bead. Hoggle greedily looks at the bead and puts it on his little chain. Well, I, I shouldn't be telling you this, but they're, uh, they're, uh, uh, they're, uh, they're, uh, well, I, I've been told the answer, but I don't quite remember it. Um, you see, I, I didn't understand the answer because I don't know how to read. Okay. What else, Hoggle? That's all I know, miss. You're down to five beads. Are they books? Glass, felt, tin, box, cup. I don't know. You can always take those side passages into the labyrinth. I mean, all I can think of is vowels, but that's not it. Vowels! Five of them, and they're in each one of those words. But you don't have Y in there. Five vowels. Okay, I guess I was thrown by the fact that there wasn't a Y. <laughs> all right. Sorry. You solved it. When you say the word vowels, the giggling stops, and there's a shaking, and the door starts to open. Hoggle's like, vowels, that's what it was called, vowels. Hmm. You pedantically complained, but there was no Y. <laughs> sometimes A E I O U, and sometimes Y. Got guess, it. Guess this wasn't one of those times. No, it wasn't. Sorry. <laughs> You're walking through a long chamber. Mm hmm. There are stone heads on either side mm -hmm. warning you go back. Do not come this way. This is bad. I All guess I warnings. turn to one of them and I say, Why? Danger! But what kind? The, the bad kind of danger. Is there a good kind of danger? Another one's like, well, I guess sometimes, I mean, there's like thrill-seeking. That might be the good kind of Could danger. Could you be more specific as to the type of danger that I'm going to encounter? Not the thrill-seeking kind. <laughs> okay. Um, I turn to them and say, uh, well, then which way would you recommend going? Back home! To bed. What if somebody took one of your rock brothers and hid them and you couldn't get to them? They'd have to be pretty strong. We're very heavy. What if it was a small rock? A small, defenseless, helpless little rock? Who would do such a thing? Well, there are people out there. That's terrible. Yes, it is. So I have to go and find someone who stole one of my little rocks. One of the rocks is like starting to cry. Why would you say that? That's so mean. Well, that's what happened to me. So you can understand where I'm coming from, right? I suppose. It's a matter of perspective. It is a matter of perspective. And someone evil took my little rock away from me. So if you don't mind, I'd like to know if it's safe to continue this way or if you're just a bunch of hot air. Well, no, it's not safe, but in life really what is? Fair enough. Thank you for the help. And I continue walking. Okay. Eventually you do reach a why, a, a fork is a what fork? people call mm -hmm. it. On the subject of whys. <laughs> There's a fork in the path. Mm -hmm. You look to the left, in the distance you can see that it opens into a grassy, fieldish, marshish area. Mm -hmm. And to the right, you see that it eventually opens out into sandy area. It's like a foresty to the left and a desert to the right? Yeah. I turn to the rocks and I say, how big is the desert? How big can a desert be? As big as you need it to be. Wait, that was Hoggle's voice. That was Hoggle's voice. It's okay. I turn to the left and I say, how big is the forest? Forest is endless, always. Yes, exactly. A shortcut. They, the labyrinth is shifting. 
the things in it don't really have good sense of the concept okay. of size. I'll go to the right. You're going towards the desert. Mm -hmm. All right. The hallway opens up into a large chamber. Beneath your feet is ordinary sand, but the wide middle is filled with strange, shifting, tilting sand from wall to wall. The walls themselves are stone, dotted with pink and purple butterflies, and the ceiling is high and covered over in moss. The far end leads to a darkened hallway. To your right, just at the entrance, an old beggar is huddled. Is he awake? Yeah, he seems to be. He's just sitting huddled. Um, I say, excuse me, sir. Can I help you? Oh, I don't like your face already. <laughs> yes, why are there butterflies all over these walls? The air in here, it's cool. But butterflies usually like the sunshine and flowers. Why are they in a cave? Can I roll to detect lies? Yeah. I, I, I'm not that he's lying, but I think that this isn't who. This isn't a harmless little old man, essentially. Yeah, I get it. Well, it's the voice of the Goblin King. Yeah. Unmistakably, it is a fairly iconic voice. Hello, Jareth. Why are you following me? The old man breaks out of the costume and stands at his full regal height. Forgive me if I'm mistaking, Sarah, but I believe it is you who is following me. I've told you to go home. Hello, Hedgeward. Oh, Hoggle. It's Hoopla. Hoggle, are you helping this girl? Helping? If I thought for one second that you were betraying me, I'd be forced to suspend you headfirst in the bog of eternal stench. No, your majesty, not the bog of eternal stench. And he fails his fright check, and he runs out of the chamber. Back. Hop along. Jareth snaps his fingers, and the entrance changes, and now you can see your bedroom. Don't let me hear you say life's taking you nowhere, angel. That's the way back home. You can't pass forward. That's quicksand, filled with slimy worms hoping to drag you down. I walk through a desert song when the heroine dies. Turn back, Sarah. Turn back before it's too late. So I can't go back down the hallway? He's changed it to an entrance to your bedroom. Jareth at this disappears and leaves you alone. What are these butterflies doing? They appear still. Can I reach them without touching the quicksand? Yeah, maybe. You're not sure where the quicksand begins. Okay, well, everything else in this world talks, so I say, excuse me, butterflies. The butterfly says nothing. There's only one? Well, no butterfly says anything. Do they shift or look at me at all? No, they're still. If I stretch forward, can I touch one? Are you okay. gonna try? Without moving forward at all with my feet, I'm gonna lean over and try to touch one. Okay, it doesn't move, it appears solid. So it's not really a butterfly? No, it doesn't feel like a butterfly. Can I pull on it? Sure, it doesn't come off, it's affixed hard to the wall. So it's like a stone on the wall? Yeah. Can I grip it at all? Sure. Does it hurt me? No. If I push on it, it doesn't do anything? No. Pushing it into the wall? Nothing. Are they spaced so that I can like grip them and like go across the room by holding onto the butterflies? Yeah, maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try to put a little weight on it, like pulling on it. Okay, yeah, it seems solid. It seems like it can hold you. Is there a spot for me to put my foot? Yeah, if you- So I can like sideways shimmy? Clamber up. You, you wanna roll uh, climbing? Yeah. I'm gonna try to climb these butterflies. Okay. Why are you smirking? Because you immediately figured it out. Oh. Okay. Oh, I missed it by one. Failure? Yeah. Okay, you lose your grip and you fall back into the quicksand. Immediately, a slimy worm grips onto your torso and starts pulling you down. And you're sinking in the quicksand of my thought. Well, obviously I'm gonna hit the worm. Okay. 
Do I have nails? Not the kind of nails that give you a bonus in this game. No, I know, but like, is the does the worm have an outer shell on it? It's just slimy? It's just slimy. Great, I'm gonna take my fingernails and just rake across it as hard as I can. Roll decks. Yes, on the nose. Yeah, the, the worm doesn't like that in retreats, but you're still, your weight alone is pulling you under into the quicksand. Can I, okay, so quicksand you can get out of by like, if I can go level and like wiggle back towards it, I'll be okay, right? So you go flat. I'm trying to go flat across the top of the quicksand and I'm like wiggling back toward the entrance where I was safe. There's more worms that are trying to pull you down. We're gonna do a, this is a quick contest of you against the worms. They roll? You're, you're rolling decks and I'm not gonna tell you what they're rolling. You need to succeed three times. Okay, that one worked. Worms failed, that's one success for you. Okay. You gotta get out before they beat you once. That's success. All right, success by what? Uh, uh, three. Okay, you beat the worms. Oh, good. Okay, this one more. That's success. Success by? Uh, uh, right on the nose. Ah, the worms pull you down into the quicksand. What? I was almost there. Yep, but they won. How you... did they win? That's what we were rolling. And no. they, you're completely submerged under the quicksand. Well, you feel okay, I guess before sinking. I go under, I take a deep breath. Okay. And I can feel it around me, right? It's somewhere there's, around me. There's, some, there's something grabbing your leg and pulling you down. Before you know it, the ground beneath you opens up and you're being dumped out into a long chute that you're falling down. The chute eventually ends and you arrive on a stone ledge. Roll decks to keep your grip there. To keep my grip? The stone chute leads out onto a ledge. You want to try and grip this ledge so that you don't go skittering off the end I and fall. I see what you're saying. Okay, roll decks? Yeah. No, I missed it. You skitter off the ledge and fall down into a very, very smelly bog. This is the stench pit thing, right? Yeah. Great. Okay, well, how do I get out of it? You're now standing in the marsh. You can you can stand up. Oh, I can stand in it? smells awful. And you smell awful. Right, and I'm going to smell awful for forever. This is now something I just have to deal with. The bog extends around you. There's a wall on, on your left. You could try and climb it to get back up to where you were, or you can just walk out. You see kind of grassland in front of you. Okay, I'm just going to walk towards the grassland because I don't think, it doesn't look like I can easily climb this thing, right? And like I went no. down a chute, so even if I did get up to it, there's nothing, what's on the wall? Not much. I mean, there's entrances from chutes and that's all you can see. And that's it? Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna walk toward the grassland. Okay. You arrive at the grassland and you find yourself in a sort of nice little wooded area. Your your brain is overwhelmed by the smell of this place. All rolls, by the way, are at a minus two right now because of the smell. So you come to a wooded area and then a bridge. Great, I'm gonna cross the bridge. Stop! Stop, I say! Who is that? I am Didymus. Without my permission, no one may cross. Oh, you're a cute little chihuahua thing, aren't you? little dog-like creature. He seems very proud, very, uh, he has a stick and he's trying to stop you from getting across this bridge. What's he gonna do with the stick? I don't know, hit people. Like, what's he doing with it? He's holding it as if it was a deadly blade. Okay, um, I'm gonna say, excuse me, I have to go find my little brother and I just fell in the pile of stench and I smell really bad now, so I'm in no mood to talk. Please get out of my way. Stench? Of what speaketh thou? You, that pit right there. I smell nothing. Well, you're probably used to it. I am not. So I would like very much to continue on my way because I'm feeling very sick from it. Unless you know how to get this off. None may pass without my permission. Well, then I'm going to pass. So if you'll excuse me and I grab onto his stick and I move him out of my way. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> okay. You grab his stick and toss him aside. And then immediately he jumps back in your way and snaps with his stick at your feet. He 
He does not hit you on the feet. <laughs> okay. Um, I grab his stick and I say, that is not very nice. What do you want? None shall pass without yes, my... but why? I swore a solemn vow to never let any pass. To who? To my dog. Your dog? When I first was given the task of guarding this bridge. Who gave you the task of guarding the bridge? I did. Okay, but then you don't need to swear... I swore a solemn vow. To yourself? My dog. Your dog. Where's your dog? Ambrosius! Ambrosius! Hey, boy! And a little sheepdog comes paddling over. Oh, he looks strangely like my sheepdog from home. That is strange. Uh, excuse me, dog. I would like to pass on the bridge. Would you mind? <laughs> What'd he say? He said he does not mind. Excellent. So I may pass on the bridge? None shall pass without my permission. But you promised your dog, so if your dog says it's okay, then I should be able to cross. Wait. That none... No, the, the, the important thing is my permission, not his permission. Okay, can I have permission to cross? Oh, yes. Oh, thank you. Would you like to come with? Where? I'm going to save my little brother from King Jareth. Well, that sounds like a noble deed indeed. It is. Ambrosius? <laughs> dog doesn't seem very willing. Ambrosius, come along. So they're with me now? They're with you. Awesome. Okay, you walk for some time in the land surrounding the bog when you come upon, from some tall trees, a cage suspended. And in that cage is Hoggle. Oh, help me, please no, please no. And in the tree, there are two crazy little imps operating a lever that is slowly lowering the cage down towards the bog. When he spots you, he, he sees, Sarah, Sarah, please don't let them, don't let them lower me into the bog. How fast are they lowering Slowly, him? but, you know, in a couple of minutes, he's going to be in that bog. Uh, well, I tell him, well, I have fallen in and it's really not so bad. You just smell for a little while. No, Sarah, you don't understand. If you fall in, you'll smell bad forever. Forever? Eternal stench. There's no way to get rid of it. No. Is he telling the truth? You want to roll detect lies? Yeah, I'm going to roll detect lies. Oh, yeah, I can detect lies. He's not lying. <sighs> All right, I guess we'll get him out. I look at um, Sir Didymus, and I say, Sir Didymus, we need to get my friend Hoggle out of this cage. Right away, my lady. I say, okay, I like your enthusiasm. Where are these guys standing that are holding the, the rope? They're up in a tree. They are operating a crank between the two of them that is lowering the chain. And they are giggling manically. <laughs> okay, can I reach the chain? No, not from here. You'd have to either climb the tree or... Okay, or... can I reach the cage at all? Can I like kick at it or push at it to get it to swing out and come back? No, it's a little far out of your reach. I guess I'm going to climb the tree. Okay. Or maybe I should have Dynamis climb the tree. Yeah, I'm gonna tell Dynamis, climb the tree, see if you can either distract or push those other guys into the bog. Very well, my lady. And I'm gonna climb the tree at the same time. All right, he's starting to climb. You should roll climbing if you're gonna okay. climb. Nope. So you fall out of the tree. Fall out of the tree. Take one HP damage. Okay. You hurt your bum. Ouch. Didymus, in the meanwhile, gets up to the top and he's got his big stick and he whacks at one of them. He whacks him across the head and the imp comes flying out of the tree and falls into the bog and he's he's rolling around in the stenchy bog. Excellent. I'm going to try to climb the tree again to help him. Now remember, your rolls are at a minus two because of the stench. The stench even affects my ability to climb? Yeah, you can't concentrate on anything with oh, smell so okay. Bad. Well, I make it anyways. Okay, so you're climbing up. Up there, uh, Didymus is trying to wrestle with the other dude. Didymus is not able to push the guy off, and he's trying to run the crank as quickly as he can. Okay, can I push the guy? Sure. Okay, great. I'm going to swipe at him and try to knock him off. Oh, yes, totally. He's going. 
Okay, he misses his dodge and he gets swatted out of the tree. He also flies out of the tree and falls into the bog. Excellent, so now I'm gonna have to reel back. Well, so to raise the chain, we'll still put the uh, cage out over a branch. You'd have to climb the branch to try and reach him, which- Well, how'd they get him, him into it? You don't know. So at least we've stopped him from being lowered into the bog. Yes. How big is the branch he's suspended on? So he's about 10 feet out and it's a big, thick branch. So it looks like it could hold my weight? Yeah, probably. I'm gonna have Sir Didymus go out there. Sir Didymus's arms are pretty small. I don't think he's gonna be able to reach down and open that cage. Okay. Well, I guess I've fallen in the bog already. I'm gonna climb out there, and if the branch breaks, then I just fall in the bog again. I miss it by two. You lose your grip briefly and kind of tumble out and you're hanging on to the tree now. About three feet, you could kick the cage if you wanted to. You are gonna have to make a strength check to hold on to the branch and a strength check minus two to pull yourself back up. No, I missed it. I missed it by one. So you fall. So I fall. So I have to climb back up out of the wall. My lady, my lady. I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay, so wait, if I fell out of the tree on the branch and it was almost all the way out, I should be directly under the cage right now. I'm just gonna stay here and have him lower it down to me. That's okay. what I'll do. So I say, Sir Didymus, can you please um, unclasp the cage and lower it down onto me, not too quickly. He starts heaving, ee, ee, and he's able to lower it and eventually down to you and, and you can catch it. Is there a door on it? Yeah, there's a door, you can open the I door. I open the door and I tell Hoggle, you have to climb out and hang on because we're in the bog right now and I have to walk to the shore. He can see that, he's terrified and he's clinging onto you for dear life. Thank you, my lady, thank you, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you won't run anymore? No, my lady, I won't run. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm but a little coward. That's all right, Hoggle. Um, is Mr. Didymus out of the tree okay? Yeah, Didymus climbs down. Okay, great. Got him. Uh, I say, Didymus, this is Hoggle. Hoggle, this is Didymus. He's going to guide us to the city, and we take off. Any friend of Sarah's is a friend of mine. Excellent. So our merry little band takes off down the road. As you walk, you are starting to get pretty hungry. Uh-huh. Now it's been most of a day and you haven't eaten. Was well, there anything around I could eat? Uh, you look around, you don't see anything immediately edible. The, the plant life here is slightly different from what you're used to, mm-hmm. so you don't know what's edible or not. Does either Hoggle or Dynamis? Yeah, well, Hoggle offers you a peach. He has a peach. That's kind of weird that he would just have a peach in the middle of this bog with him. Hoggle, where'd you get this? I, um... I had it uh, on me for lunch. You did? Yeah. Where'd you keep the rest of your lunch? Well, I ate it. But where did you keep it before that? My lunchbox. Where's your lunchbox? I, um, I, uh, well, I must have left it somewhere. I'm gonna roll to detect lies. He's being awfully sketchy. Totally can detect lies with that. He seems super sketch about this peach. Yeah, I don't he know. He is about all shifty. That. There's something up. Hoggle, we'll come back to you. Didymus, do you see anything in this bog that I can eat? Because I'm hungry. Well, yes, my lady. I often catch gnome squirrels. They are the most exquisite afternoon treat. Okay. Are they? Can you catch one? Right away, my lady. And Excellent. he scampers off Thank to catch a gnome squirrel. Hoggle, where did you actually get this from? I get from my, uh... No, the truth, Hoggle. Um... I saved your life. He just breaks down crying. Oh, gosh, okay. Hoggle, why are you crying? Don't cry. I, I had to, Milady. He made me, Jareth made me give it to you. Jareth did? Yes, my lady. What a terrible, terrible man. Well, Goblin King. Well, I'm going to throw this into the bog and we'll just let it rot there. I never meant to do you any harm, Milady. No, you didn't, Hoggle. You just have to be braver. I know, you'll never forgive me. No, I'll show myself I out. I forgive you and you can stay. 
You do? Yes. And I take the peach oh, and thank you, lady. throw thank it back you. into the bog. It is now bogged down. Excellent. Uh, so which way did Didymus go? Didymus scampered off. He quickly returns and he brings you in his arms a still wriggling squirrel. A squirrel? Yeah. Like like a squirrel that I would recognize as a squirrel? Yeah, it looks a little, you know, more like a puppet than okay. squirrels you're used to. Um, thank you, uh, Sir Didymus. This is very kind of you. Uh, how do I eat this? Oh, uh, well, it's very simple, my lady. You put it in your mouth and you chew it. That's what I've always found best. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Didymus, humans can't eat hair. You can't eat hair? No. Well, it's not a very hairy squirrel. Pull off the tail and you'll be fine. Uh, well, I can't eat the body hair either. Um, well, aren't you finicky? I'm not finicky. It's just my digestive... Anyways, um, is there, is there a way to build fire? Do you have any skill relevant to that? Um, no, but... Do you have I'm, the survival skill? No, but, I mean, most people... So you don't know how to build a fire. Um, okay, so I guess we have to let this little gnome squirrel go, unless Didymus wants to eat it, which he's more than welcome to for catching it. Yeah, he noms it down. Okay. One what would Hoggle eat when he was... Hoggle eats, like, a person. Okay, so meats and stuff. when he's out foraging and such, does he eat in the woods or in this bog area? He doesn't... This is not Hoggle's place. Okay, all right. Hoggle's well, I guess boy. I'm just going to be hungry. Okay. Um, After some time walking through bog and then forest, you'll finally come to the edge of a junkyard. At this point, Hoggle is terrified. We're getting close, Missy. I, I've heard this junkyard is endless. And you can travel through it for your whole life and never find the Goblin City. The go- junkyard's not endless because I saw the Goblin City when I was standing in my room before I started this whole journey. So it can't be endless. If you say so, miss, but I've been told. I know, I'm sure you've been told a lot of things. But you can't be scared of everything your whole life, Hoggle. So you guys go in? Yes. Walking through it, the junkyard does feel endless. Piles upon piles of heaping garbage... Headless dolls and rusted bicycles, rotting old rags and splintered wood. Each hillock you try to climb crumbles under you so you can never get a good view of how far you've come or where the city is. For a long time you see no signs of life until, at one point, a pile moves and you see that it's a hunched old woman carrying twice her weight in garbage on her back. Her face is sans feature, but she wears a dolly brooch. She's talking to herself as she sorts through the junk. Oh, yes, oh, yes, found one ore. Oh, yes, this will go in the pile. Yes, very good. Um, excuse me, ma'am? Oh, yes, yes, dearie, yes, yes. How uh, which way did the Goblin King? Goblin King's in his palace in the Goblin City. Yes, but which way do we go to get to the Goblin City? The Goblin City appears to those ready for the Goblin City. Those ready for it? You must know the way to the Goblin City to get to the Goblin City. That's called a catch-22. How do I know I'm ready for it? Something you need. Yes? What do I need? Well, it's a tree, but it has no roots. It speaks, but it makes no sounds. It has a spine, but it has no bones. It's a tree, but it has no roots. It speaks, but it makes no sounds. It has a spine, but no bones. Well, books have spines. I don't know how they would speak. Books are filled with words. Oh, okay, so you're using speak in a metaphorical sense. It can't, like, it doesn't, like, have a voice box, like, not Hence physically. Hence the makes no sound speak. part Yes, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. Sorry, I was second-guessing my guess. It was, like, the why thing. Okay. <laughs> okay, so if it's a book that gets me to the goblin sitting, and I have to be the one ready for it, it's probably a book that I know. I bet it's that book that I quote from all the time. Well, there's probably a lot of books here. I guess I'll try scrounging first. You find the book. We find the book. Yes. Excellent. So now that I have the book, I turn to the lady and say, what do I do with the book? Oh dear, oh dear, very, very powerful. You best give it to me, Missy. No, it's I my book. I was looking for that. Mm-mm, it's my book. So the book has some sort of power. So the only way books could have power is by reading them, because otherwise they just sit there. 
So I guess I open it and I start reading bits of it out loud. You start to realize that the things written in the book have happened to you. It's telling the story of you finding your way through this labyrinth thus far. You went left at the beginning and the five things on the pedestals. You took a right into the desert rather than the forest. You fell and were thrown down into the sand. So I flip to the very last page. In it is written everything up until you come into the junkyard. So it doesn't have the answer in it. It doesn't have an answer. I guess I open it to the next blank page and like try to step into it. <laughs> that does not work. It's a magical world. Don't laugh at me. It could no, help. No, I, I like the image. <laughs> you just pull it onto your head. Yeah. Everyone's looking at you like you're an idiot. Well, it's trying, so I don't go through it. Does anybody have a pen? Roll scrounge. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you find you find a pen. Amazing. The, the lady's saying, oh, and everything you need is in this junkyard. Everything there's ever been is in this junkyard. Provided I make my scrounging rolls. Provided you can find it. <laughs> I would bet that if I wrote something in this book, it would come true. So I write in the book, magically she blinked her eyes three times and no longer smelled. And then I blink my eyes three times. Do I smell? You don't smell. Aha. So if I write it in the book, it happens. So then I write in the book, and there in front of her was a door hidden under the junk that led directly into Jareth's palace. And I tuck the book into my shirt where it's nice and safe and can't fall out. Wait a minute, if I have the book, then I can write in it. She looked at the door, shook her head, closed her eyes, and when she opened them, Toby was back in her arms and she was back at home. And it's in the book, so it should come true, right? I don't know. Okay, so I wrote that down in the book and I close my eyes and I open them. What do I see? You're in your home and there's a bundle in your arms. Do you want to open the bundle? I bet it's not Toby. So this, this journal doesn't make it come true, it just makes it seem true. I guess I, I look in the bundle. A little goblin, which laughs and then scurries away out of sight. Okay. You are in your room though. That much came true. Then I go back in and I erase that last little bit. As you're erasing, the room around you collapses and you see that you've been in the junkyard. Yeah. But there's supposedly a door down there. And if all roads lead to Jareth, then this door should work. So I pull the junk away and I open the door. And what do I see? Apparently a chamber in a castle. Okay. Uh, we go in. Hoggle does not want to go. He is terrified. I pick Hoggle up and he goes in with me. Hoggle is unable to squirm out of your grasp and is pulled in with you. Great. What you saw when you first looked in was an empty palatial chamber in marble and gold. But once you step through, it's a grim, dusty throne room filled with laughing goblins. And before you, standing tall and proud, is their king, Jareth. Hoggle fails his fright check badly and faints. Did you really think you could use my own book against me? I guess, yes. <laughs> you brought me the book? Now give it to me. You give me my baby brother and I'll give you this book. You want to trade? He steps up a staircase and produces your brother. And there he is, safe and sound, happy giggling baby. He bundles him up and walks down to the cage. Ooh, I don't trust that he bundled him up. Here he is, Sarah. Hand over the book. So I don't trust that this is my baby brother. And I certainly don't trust that he would be willing to give over my baby brother for the Do book. Do you want your brother or not? This offer expires and he looks at the clock. Five minutes. And as he looks away, I take the book out and I begin to tear the spine. Roll strength. It's a book. 
No, I don't get it. But like, I'm tearing a book. It's not that hard. You think you just tear a book? Yeah. If it's a paperback book, you can easily flip it and tear the spine. Well, that wasn't. Oh, it was hard a hardcover? Hardcover. Oh, okay. All right. Then I start ripping pages out. <laughs> First you, you make a gesture as if to start to rip the book and you try and aren't able to, but you see that goblins and everyone basically but Jareth nervously leans in when you start to tear at the book. Great. As you turn it- I take it, one page and I rip which, it out. What page? From when? I don't think I have time to decide. I just pick a page and okay. tear. I wouldn't do that if I were Why you, Why not, Jareth? And I tear it a little further. You feel like a rumble under your feet. Wonderful. I tear a little further. There, it rumbles further. I tear the page out. There is shaking. Rocks from the ceiling start to fall. I want my brother, Jareth. Find him. He's at the top of my tower. Up those stairs go five minutes and he vanishes. So I write in the book, Jareth, if you do not want to disappear along with me and my brother, you will make time stop. As you write those words in the book, Didymus immediately says them out loud and then looks confused. So Didymus says them. I say, oh, thank you, Didymus. <laughs> yes, I just thought I'd show that rapscallion a lesson. Excellent work. And I look over at the clock. Has it stopped? No. Okay, fine. I keep the book with me and I go running up those stairs. As you do, the world starts to go non-Euclidean. There's a strange magic in the air, and shapes make no sense to you anymore. Staircases go every which way. You see your brother, but you have no idea how to get to him. So I, I just start running, I guess. Okay. Do you have navigation? Uh, no. I don't know if that navigation Escher would be what would help you. Roll IQ minus four. Ooh, ooh, I get it. Wow. Your sisterly instincts kick into high gear, and you solve the staircases and find your brother. And it is my baby brother. It seems to be. I scoop him up in my arms. Does he feel real? Yes, and the world around you starts to disintegrate. Now the walls don't even connect to the ground. Everything breaks apart and starts to float away. Jareth appears before you. He gives off light and the world itself seems to bend around him. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Really interested to see how you would be cruel after all you put me through to get here. I have done it all for you. You asked that the child be taken. I took him. You cowered before me. I was frightening. I have reordered time. I have turned the world upside down, and I have done it all for you. Isn't that generous? No! I didn't want you to take the boy in the first place. Don't you ever, like, say your thoughts out loud? <laughs> I want to go home. Wait, stop. Look what I'm offering you, Sarah. I, I will be king, and you, you will be queen. I ask for so little. Just let me rule you, and you can have everything that you want. Just fear me, love me, do as I say, and I will be your slave. Mm, that's not how ruling people works. Nor slavery. No, I say no to all of Please, it. be mine. Share my life. Stay with me. If you refuse me, you will be stuck here forever. Wait a minute. You need me to believe in you. That's why you want me to love you, because if I don't believe in you, you don't exist. For my love is like the wind, and wild is the wind. And you took away... Somehow, my realization of that reasoning and put me on this crazy quest, which obviously I had to learn something, and if I've learned anything from it, it's that I am in control of my own destiny. And I know now that even though you knew how to defeat me in the beginning, now I know how to defeat you. You might have taken those words out of the end of the book, but I memorized them. Because like every other young girl my age that's into theater, I put on <laughs> plays all the time, and I practice and practice these words, and I know what they are. 
so you're gonna say the words at the end I'm of the book? I'm gonna say them. Okay, well, roll IQ to make sure you remember. Shit. And I'll give you a plus two for having figured that out. Okay. I hope I can remember them. Come on, dice, be nice to me. Oh! Wait. What did you roll? 13 on the button. You just, just, Holy shit. just like in the movie, 13. you remember them, but on you're struggling. The button. You always forget that last <gasps> line. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Through dangers untold and hardships unnumbered, I have fought my way here to the castle beyond the Goblin City to take back the child that you have stolen, for my will is as strong as yours and my kingdom as great. You have no power no, over me. Don't... I cannot believe that was 13 on the button. <laughs> Listeners, sometimes these dice are like eerily close to the movie. And the world around you breaks apart. Oh shit, am I still holding my brother? And you are returned to your room. Great, it is my room, right? Seems like it is. Okay, I go roll through like perception. the drawers to make sure that I have roll all my hidden stuff in there. No, because like I would know what I hid in my drawers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can totally see. Oh, yeah, this is your room. You're back. Okay, good. You did it. And he's okay. There's nothing wrong with him. You should go to your parents' room and check. No, he was in my arms. No, he's not. He's not in my arms now. No. Oh shit! I run into my parents' room as fast as I can. Is he in there? Yeah, he's in his cradle. Is he okay? He seems fine. He's giggling. He's giggling. Of course, he's giggling. Honey, we're home! Oh, shit. Did you take care home. of those seven? Your parents are downstairs. Yes, I did! You guys had a good time? Yeah! Great, love you! Love you too! We're gonna go... nothing. <laughs> it's a good date. <laughs> um, and I look at him and I realize that it's really late and he should probably go to sleep. So, I tuck him in. I guess it's a nice touch. I'll go get Lancelot and put it in the crib so he's got a bear. Aww. While making sure that there's no like button nose or button eyes or anything that he could like chew off and swallow. <laughs> Safety first. Yes. Don't forget to turn on the light. The light, the works, light works fine. Amazing, so I turn the light off. And I go back into my room. Did I bring the book with me? You can check in your room where you usually keep it on your desk. Is it there? It's there. Nice. But Wait, I flip open the ending. Is the ending there? The ending's back. But the book isn't the book you started with. It's a different book. It's, the book describes everything that happened. Oh. Oh, nice. Well, then this is a very special book. So I open my top drawer on my dresser that locks, and I put it in there, and I lock the dresser drawer. And then I sit there smiling at myself. <laughs> <laughs> dance, baby, dance. <laughs> you remind me of the babe. <laughs> That's Labyrinth. Do you have a good button to, to end it with? Yeah, like, don't say your thoughts out loud, ever. Yeah, the real moral of this story. <laughs> Keep your thoughts to yourself. When you're in a room by yourself, silence. Yeah, no talking. Safer that way. Mommy is yelling no